0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast, episode 189 for for Tuesday, January 14th, 2020. That's right. This is the first episode of the new decade and the first episode of 2020. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. Hey, y'all remember us? yeah man we're back after a two week break so uh, hopefully y'all can join us in join us on the chat here Uh, we're live on Facebook Uh, tune in have a good time we're going to be talking that nerd stuff as per usual Uh, so much to you know kind of look forward to this year Uh, and also a lot of good things to look back on as well in the previous year Uh, we'll get into our top fives of 2019 in various, various categories and we'll also talk about uh are some of the things that we're looking forward to uh this year. So if you're in the chat, please uh drop us a line. We've got Nick Thomas here. Uh it he says it's another victory Tuesday for me. It, it is. It it, it is. Uh, Congra- the- Congratulations, sir. Congratulations
1: to your LSU Tigers. As of right now, they are the undisputed Tigers. Okay. Nice. Um you didn't want you watch UWO. You knew about the bet? Uh I
0: didn't I didn't like, get well, it was like a college football bet, right? Between it was, Kyle yes. Uh, Nick. last night
1: was the uh college football championships, okay? It was against uh Nick Thomas's LSU Tigers okay. versus Kyle Chapman from the UWO, mm-hmm. his uh Clemson Tigers, okay? And the LSU Tigers won. Mm. So now, uh, there's some profile pictures that are gonna that um Kyle needs to hurry up and change.
0: Okay, I think I saw one of them in the UWO I posted both of them in the UWO <laughs> chat. Okay, so that's part of his bet, I believe.
1: Um, Yes, Kenny, I mean, um, Kyle has to say nice things about Kenny Omega.
0: Okay, I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't, but okay. And, bro. <laughs> Matt Riddle. Drake of White Claw. Nice, Okay. <laughs> Willie, he... God, Nick, I hate you for putting White Claw in our lives. <laughs> now, I think what would sweeten the deal is if Kyle would drink the EC3 branded White Claw. <laughs> if he can find that. It,
1: it's, yeah, Nick has to pick the flavor.
0: Okay. All right. So uh, if if the EC3 White Claw is available in stores, then that would just make it that much sweeter for oh, Mr. Chapman oh. to oh. to guzzle. Uh, will he, he going to make it. Well, he we have to do it live on the UWO. Yep.
1: Nice. Now, what other proof is he going to have if he doesn't do it?
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, Kyle, Kyle's, that's typical Panthers fan luck, you know. But, you know, that's that's, that's Kyle Chapman. That's the most diabolical hater. This, this side, side of, of Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs> and uh, that's what he gets for trying to bury me uh, on the last that's episode of UWO uh, when I pointed out that the Tyler Bate, Eddie, uh, Eddie Daniel, a Dennis match It wasn't that bad. It was a it was just a solid opener. I
1: I um watched it, but I came in when they was showing the highlights from the women's triple threat.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: And I was like, God damn, I missed it! But oh my god, the rest of that card was fire.
0: Yeah, NXT UK Takeover Blackpool Two. Man, th- my favorite match was a uh, Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin. That was, that was good
1: that was good. i I yeah. was watching it, and I'm just like they look like just the way that they're built mm-hmm. they look like two tall
0: can't say midgets, little people kinda yeah <laughs> yeah you you're, you're, you're kind of right about that it just I mean especially Tyler Bay because he's got that stout y- stature. yeah. Yeah, and and the fact is, like Tyler Bate and Jordan Devlin, they're ridiculously good because they've been wrestling since they were like kids, yeah. like 12, 13. So, like, man, just seeing them this good now, man, just put them on the rocket ship, man. I mean, Tyler Bates already was a former UK champion. So, yes.
1: as a matter of fact, so um, I'm a new I'm a new member of the Busted Open Nation. Nigga, I told you about that. I've been um, mm. that I've been listening to Busted Open Radio. Yep. On Sirius XM. Yep, that's Bubba Ray Dudley's podcast. Bully Ray. Bully it's not... It's not... They have it... It's a radio show, mm-hmm. but you can, you know, listen to the podcast. Gotcha. And then... Bully... Yeah, Bully Ray, Mark Henry, and Tommy Dreamer, along with Dave LaGreca. Mm-hmm. And... um, So, Bully, he has, like, such a huge... Just such a creative mind
2: mm-hmm.
1: that... This is actually, you know, one of my... uh, some What, what we've been up to. Yeah. So... Brian and I, we decided... Well, inspired by Bully Ray... Yep. Because he just booked an amazing ending to the Rumble. Yep. We decided to book the Rumble.
0: Yeah, I saw a little bit of that. Yeah. Oh,
1: you got to finish it.
0: Okay.
1: I, I want to hear your thoughts. And then tweet it to Bully Ray, too, because we want to hear his thoughts.
0: Okay.
1: On it. So, I create... So, the way... I'm assuming everybody saw it, uh, UK Blackpool, too. <laughs> so... I call two endings, mm-hmm. like instead of just being that typical smart, you're just going to complain about it. Yeah, I might. I rather exercise my creativity mm-hmm. and just say, okay, how would I book this? Yeah. So, I knew World's. I knew they was going to do something with Undisputed Era. They what exactly? I just said it early in the match, and it happened. Yep, the exact way I called. I called it. <laughs> yeah, so man. I was like, "Word, dope." So another way I would do it, or probably for like the next takeover, the next NXT takeover, NXT UK takeover.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Walton wins the match to whoever their number one contender is. Mm-hmm. He's celebrating. Next thing you know, the lights go out. Mm-hmm. The music starts playing. Cesaro.
0: Oh, just nice! Yo, high five on that one, man. Yo, Cesaro versus Walter for the UK Championship. I'm there. That's like a match of the year contender already, man. And and you know, if 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 Walter's gonna drop the belt to anybody, I would love it for for it to be Cesaro. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Cause, Cause you know Vince ain't doing nothing with him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so and it's just it just seems like it's I'm channeling. You. I'm I'm using negative energy into something positive, positive I mean.
0: oh yeah absolutely it's and just like
1: and just being creative
0: absolutely yeah way better than just complaining like oh this show sucks yo their booking's terrible blah blah blah
1: I'm like alright well how would you do it and would it make sense
0: yeah that's it yeah I mean like Cesaro makes perfect sense because like he had that awesome match with Ilya Dragunov last year exactly yeah, and that that put Drogonov over, too. So he's one of the more popular faces on, UK, on exactly. NXT UK. Both
1: both huge names in the indie scenes, you know, with mm-hmm. Walter, everything that he's done overseas, across the pond, mm-hmm. and with Cesaro, you know, we'll get Claudio back.
0: Yeah, Claudio Castagnoli? Cast-
1: Castanoli. Castagnoli. Castagnoli, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, I have arrived. Yes, you have. Yes, he and has. Nick Thomas is
0: here too. Yep, that's right, Kyle. You are going to be drinking White Claw. Yes, oh man, you know, just thinking about it, um, with the EC three branded White Claw, yeah, it makes you want to puke too. But just not only seeing the EC three branded White Claw, I would love to see a J White branded J White Claw. That would just that would just make it even more sweeter slash insulting for the victim that has to drink it.
1: That's just awful. That's just awful. Yeah,
0: he's our friend, damn it. <laughs> I I know, but you know, I mean, he, since he's the most diabolical hater, and since he buried both of us—well, no, Eddie buried you on the podcast, and Kyle buried. Oh, me. he no, the crowd buried the shit out of you.
1: Yeah, he he buried you too, yeah. and I'm for
2: it.
0: Tell me how you really feel, Vic. Tell tell me how you really feel. You started it, asshole. I mean, I mean, look, hey, you you spoiled the Tessa Blanchard match. Yeah, but that was before that I earned and I own that. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, like I mean, I, I mean, I, I I I really enjoyed all the hate that my comment got about Harlem Knights being the Reho Statlander Nightmare Collective of Eddie Murphy movies. Can I get a knife real quick. I mean I mean it, it is I mean this is a fact. I mean No that, it's not the movie is garbage. No it's I'm not sorry. No it's not. It's, it's is this
1: gonna fresh. be out, is this gonna be out for one of our other like questions that we have to ask guests?
0: <laughs> what, like how bad Harlem Knights is?
1: Yeah. Yeah how good and like, Harlem Knights, like it or
0: like it or hated it. Uh, I mean if they're honest, they'll say that they hated it. No, they won't. I mean it's it's on the level of Pluto Nash. Oh like shit.
1: No, he didn't.
0: (laughs) But what's this? Uh, Kyle says that he will never, ever drink that bullshit again, referring to White Claw.
1: Nick Thomas has just inboxed me.
0: Okay. Oh, what? Show the people. Show the people. (laughs) Bam! Bam. What you're seeing uh, for our Facebook Live viewers... Is the EC3 branded White Claw. So apparently, I believe Nick Thomas has gotten his hands on
1: it. Yeah, he did. He oh, did. man. Okay, yeah, y'all yeah, can see it.
0: Yeah. Now, this isn't just any White Claw, Mr. Chapman. This White Claw is in the top 1%. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. Yeah.
1: You can have it. Yeah. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs>
0: Oh, boy. But, yes. Um, oh, and yes, Kyle, you mentioned the, the Morbius trailer. Um. Yeah, by coming by Sony Pictures, part of the Sony Marvel Universe.
1: I was looking at it as like another Venom, but that gray area cameo mm-hmm. with Michael Keaton's vo-
0: Oh, Vol- the Vulture? Yeah,
1: the Adrian Toomes cameo.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now I'm intrigued. I am. I
0: didn't expect that. I'm like, yeah.
1: You know what? That was probably something that was part of the deal. Mm-hmm. The so, you know, the whole Spider-Man deal that Tom Holland patched up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, we
1: could be in for some. We could be in for some good
0: shit. Yeah, something real interesting, like bringing Venom into the MCU, MCU? bringing
1: Carnage into this.
0: Yeah, Woody Harrelson's Carnage. Yo, that would be. I'm I'm for it. Yeah. I mean, and Jared Leto, like, aside from his Joker, which we won't talk about. I mean, wait, uh,
1: uh, 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 wait, 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 give me here. Wait. Oh,
0: it, won't oh, it won't come out right. Oh uh, no, he's, he's trying to dry, draw a smiley face on it. <laughs> oh, damage on the forehead. Oh, come here. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> because we, because we didn't get the point. <laughs> But yeah, you know, besides besides that, I would say that Jared Leto, he, like, he makes interesting choices as an actor. And he's made more good than bad. But uh, I will say, like, Morbius, I'm curious about it. I'll probably check it out. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I'm a Marvel guy anyways. So. Yeah. Plus, I still haven't seen Venom. You still haven't seen Venom? Nah. Is, it, not, is it on Netflix? Or? Not
1: Netflix, but, like, probably find out on, like, Crackle. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean. Crackle's free, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably check it out there. Yeah, like, it's not...
1: <laughs> Like it was worth paying for. It. Like I paid for it. I paid to see it. It was good. The, the movie was good, but it has like major flaws.
0: It has flaws, mm-hmm. but still good. Okay. Oh, hold on. Kyle Chapman just said that the Jared Leto of all the Jokers was hands down the best. <sighs> Sir Sir, first of all first of all, you being a Carolina Panthers fan, you wouldn't know what what good quality is, so I mean, it's understandable that you would make such a statement like that, sir. Also, for some reason, you're not, you, you think that Kenny Omega is overrated, and you actually think that one of the Young Bucks sucks. Which one was it, Matt or Nick? <laughs> oh, Nick. Was it Nick. You think Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks sucks that he doesn't exist, that he's the Angelo Dawkins of the Young Bucks? Sir, listen, have a stadium full of seats and just drink, have a white claw and a smile. And oh, dude,
1: you just seen losing bets and statements like that <laughs> <It would> get <laughs> you white claws,
0: sir. Thank you. We
1: got him. Listen, we got Nick Thomas all <laughs> stationed all the way out in San Diego,
0: saying, "Sir, <laughs> we made it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we certainly did. Yeah. And uh, Kyle, you know, I'm we're going It's gonna be quite hilarious when we check out the next episode of UWO, and you're drinking that nice tall glass of White Claw with ice, with you know, ice White Claw on the rocks, as they call it. Put like a little lemon peel or lime peel on the, on the rim of the glass. How do you know this? You know,
1: no, I'm just. You gonna, know, you did drink it pretty easy.
0: Uh, you know, it, it was mind over matter. I'm like, you know what? This has this barely has any flavor. But you know what? I've tasted way worse. So you did. You know. We eat pineapple pizza. No, pineapple pizza is gorgeous. It's nah, You it's might as well just delicious. eat that
1: kiwi bullshit that somebody just invented. Nah,
0: that's a bridge too far. Like kiwi on pizza? No, no, no. Unless, unless it's like a dessert pizza. You know, dessert pizza has no cheese, and dessert pizza is not real pizza. Then that's fine.
1: But, oh, like, the you know you're talking about the party pizza that only
0: Rhode Islanders eat. Party pizza? Like, like is it like the, the party
1: pizza is just the dough and the
0: sauce? Donuts? Oh well no not even that. But I I've seen like actual dessert pizza where it's just like the dough and they have like f- actual fruit and like you know sugar or frosting on it. It's like a, it's like a cake, like a flat version of a cake basically. It's actually pretty good. Like that's that's that what that's where I would have that's where kiwi on pizza is acceptable. But uh, but Kyle's insistent that he's not drinking it. Um he said that White Claw is better only better than the Joker movie because that movie sucked. Horrific. Um. Yes, well, sir. You yeah, know. but
1: Suicide Squad was greatness. <laughs> it was greatness, right?
0: <laughs> Is that the Kyle Chapman impression? Yeah, it's my Kyle. <laughs> greatness. Oh man! I mean, and also Kyle Chapman. He's an Iconics fan, right? So I mean, ah,
1: no, I fucks with the Iconics. So. <laughs> you
0: know, I mean, but but hey, Kyle. I mean, en- enjoy that White Claw. You know, like I said, on the rocks, lemon peel. You know, can have like a little uh, bit of the bubbly. A little bit you
1: of the You set it up. You set it up. <laughs> hey, I did. <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly. I say, yeah, y'all made sir a part of my everyday lingo. Was,
0: There's a shirt. Dina made the shirt. Oh, yeah. She made sir. Yeah. And then we have John Haponic. Oh, Jesus. John Haponik, uh joining in for the first episode of 2020, the new decade of the Codex Prime podcast. He did say... Suicide Squad won an Oscar. It is, in fact, an Oscar-winning film. How many nominations did Endgame get? Uh, None. I don't think and it's absolutely bullshit. Not even in a technical category. All oh, them honestly. fucking
1: stick-up-the-ass critics need to get fucking sweet-chin music. Oh. They
0: need to get super kicked. I agree, because speaking of that, the Oscars are complete bullshit, and I'm not going to watch them. Really. Really. I saw the list of nominees. I know Joker led them, but. Yeah, Joker has 11 nominations.
1: I like which... the movie, but Jesus Christ, the Endgame sent people home in tears. Yes,
0: it did, even me.
1: Yeah, and you still didn't put it on your top five.
0: I mean, there were better films that in last no, year. No, but, but, man, like the Oscars, the Oscar nominees this year are just bullshit, especially in the I acting mean, categories. Who's as good as that? <laughs> That
1: impression was as good as that Joker. <laughs> that means it was greatness.
0: Greatness. I mean, I mean by that logic, yeah, like you said, Kyle should love the Joker movie. I mean, I mean, I can, I can understand him not liking the Joaquin Phoenix one. You know, it's not for everybody, but you know. Uh, let me see. But oh, Victor just swore against his church, referring to the to the academy. Uh, <laughs> what a cruel yeah. twenty twenty. <laughs> Um, like I said, I'm not watching the Oscars this year. I'm done. I'm actually done. You know, this is, this is a new year for new change. I said, you know what? Oh Lord! I said, you know what? Certain things that you know, I don't have to follow certain things anymore. I can just be done with them and not think about them anymore. I don't have to. I'm not obligated to anything. So I'm not obligated to the Oscars. I'm not going to follow them. I'll read the results the next day, after the after the ceremony. But the but the nominees are bullshit this year. Except for Parasite, they did the right thing doing that. I don't think I saw Parasite. Oh, that's the um Korean film Bong Joon Ho. Uh, It's a really good film. Um, they didn't even nominate us. Lupita Nyong'o didn't even. It didn't. No, I thought she did. No, she didn't even get nominated for her performance, which is just total bullshit. Um, yep. So I'm not following the Oscars. Once upon a
1: time.
0: Oh my gosh, she should be the frontrunner. She should be the frontrunner, but I don't know. But and also, I'm not following Star Wars anymore.
1: I'm not. Yeah, that we. Yeah, yeah, we went
0: through that last week. Yep, we went, well, a couple weeks ago. Co- so, yeah, so last
1: episode. No, I'm, I
0: can't. So, it out. Star Wars, not a fan anymore. Don't care. So, I don't have to follow certain things anymore. And yeah, and I feel free. I feel free to follow other things that are more positive, more creative, and more filling of my uh, creative tastes. Yeah. Well, Vic. Yeah. I have to thank you. What's up?
1: Because you showed me that very affordable, very good external hard drive. I got it, and oh my Jesus, I'm happy
0: as shit. Yes, you got that two terabyte hard I drive. I did, and I was just—it
1: gave me a reason to play Spider Man again. Yes. Well, that's because it erased everything. But I'm like, you know what? Good. Yeah. I can beat it again. Yeah. And it's still, that game still brings me the same joy Mm. that I got when I first played it back in September
0: 2018. Yeah. And it's rare for a game to have that much replay value.
1: Yeah. This is the third time.
0: Wow, man. Yeah, you're on your way to, even with the DLC content, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm going to beat it. Well, I'm going to beat it. I'm just... Clearing out all the you know the challenges, the black the book bags, picture you know the landmarks and all
0: that. Nice, yeah, man, yeah. That two terabyte hard drive for the PS4 works wonders. Gets so many, you get so much room for not only your disc based games but the PS Plus games. Yeah, yeah, it's where it's at, Great man. Yes, yeah, that five hundred gigs is not enough. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you uh, is the
1: Spider Man DLC it? worth it. Yeah, it was very good. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you ended up getting it, right?
0: Yep, I did. I I still got to finish the third and final part. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so. Um,
1: Yep. Shall we get into what we've been up to?
0: Yes. Yeah, we'll get into stuff we've been up to. Um, Let's see. For me, I'll start. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll start. Uh, for me, I've uh, been catching up with some with some comics and whatnot. Um, you know, still catching up with Batman. Um, I am, I've read the uh, latest issue, issue 80, 86, which is written by James Tynion the Fourth. He's taken over the Batman line from Tom King, mm-hmm. so that one ha- start, is introducing a new Batman storyline involving the Joker. Um, after who's, who's who's on the rise after Bane's takeover of uh, Gotham City and Bane was dethroned and it also involves Deathstroke as well so I'm pretty intrigued to see where that goes um, I also read picked up and read the final issue of East of West which was the long running uh, image comics series by Jonathan Hinckman um, this is issue 45 that's the final issue of that long running series it's been around since 2013 um, I really enjoyed how it wrapped up. Uh, no spoilers, but everything wrapped up rather neatly. Um, it's a it's if you haven't read it, it's a slow burn. So like the first, I say like the first like eight issues or so, kind of takes time to like get the ball rolling, but it's still really intriguing because it involves the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It involves death and um, death and his lover. Um, It involves uh, their son, who death is looking for. It also involves a really unique take on the the United States of America, which is fractured uh, fractured into like five different factions. Um, It's like a really interesting post apocalyptic. Uh, take on like science fiction slash western slash horror it's 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 really good like i said um it you you can you can pick up any of the trade paperbacks i think at at this point there's like 10 of them Mm -hmm. so 10 which collects all 45 issues um definitely pick it up it's it's well worth it especially if you're a fan of image comics or jonathan hickman's work
1: jonathan hickman is good if you want to read anything by jonathan hickman read house of x um, powers of x
0: okay powers of x house and powers of x
1: you literally have to get both lines just both lines to
0: get the whole story okay but it's so good like it's
1: it's gotten rave reviews
0: nice yeah i'm gonna have to check that out uh i also picked up a bunch of movies over the break um yeah so some on the cheap and some i just caught um you know for, for a discount uh this one i was surprised to find um this is the cotton club encore
1: and Gregory
0: Hines. Yeah, Gregory Hines, uh, Mr. Bojangles himself, the late great uh, tap dancing legend. Uh, this was uh, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, this was actually this. Uh, yeah, this is actually Francis Ford Coppola's director's cut, his original complete version of this film. Because mm-hmm. when when the film first came out in '84, uh, Coppola had to cut out c- content at, at the behest of the studio. Because get this, even though the film's about the, the Cotton Club, that famous uh, Harlem nightclub, yeah. The studio said that okay this movie is too black it has too much jazz in it so that's why he had to cut so so the so the movie about the cotton club the original version francis ford coppola had to to cut out content because it was too black and had too much jazz music so so when the film came out it it did receive like mixed to negative reviews but thanks to um uh, coppola revisiting the film like 35 years later he managed to restore it to to the original version and it's really good. Like a lot of, a lot of good uh, uh, footage with Gregory Hines and his brother Maurice Hines. They played two characters in it. Uh, Richard Gere and a young Diane Lane. They're in it. Um, James Reamer. Um, who uh plays uh his, i think his most famous role modern role was uh, playing Dexter Dexter's father in the in the show Dexter and he's see, in it too
1: Yeah, I see Francis Ford Coppola put his nephew in the movie.
0: Yep, Nicolas Cage. Cage yeah. yeah, Nicolas Cage at the time was i think he was like 19. Really? Yeah. So seeing Nick Cage, you know, I think I believe this was his de- film debut or one of his most one of his earliest roles. Seeing him in it was was actually a trip too and even seeing a young uh Jack K Harry <laughs> and... yeah she was in it she has like a, a little dance number in it too she
1: really? that's funny
0: yeah so i was like oh man this is really cool so yeah check it out uh it's on blu-ray and dvd now with the cotton club encore um if you if you're a fan of the original then this one is even better um
1: you know nicholas Cage, is like a huge comic book guy right
0: oh yeah i know he's like he was he wanted to be superman for the longest time at one point he
1: owns a copy of action comics number one
0: yeah i heard about that yeah I mean I would love to see uh, I mean Nick Cage is doing his thing as Spider-Man Noir and speaking of which I am curious about Spider-Man Noir the comic series coming out this year. Got it. Oh, you do.
1: Yeah, I bought the uh actually it's one of my uh well what I've been up to's. Okay, well, we'll get we'll get yeah. into
0: that. Yep. And uh bought a few more Blu-rays here. Got the the favorite um really cool film, uh Yorgos Lanthimos, um, Oscar-winning performance by um Olivia Colman, who's also stars in The Crown. Um, Rachel Weiss, Emma Stone, really dope period piece. Oh my cousin, yeah. yep. Gor- it's a gorgeously shot, um, pretty, pretty, eh, pretty like a dry humor, hilarious uh, in that that respect. Um, just a really interesting love triangle story full of deceit. I also got uh, Quentin Tarantino's latest, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. General. Oh, never mind. Oh, yep. okay. I want to watch that so bad. I heard it was so good. Uh, it's a great film. You know what? It's a great film. And you're not borrowing it. I'm letting you borrow something. <laughs> huh? I mean, I haven't even I haven't watched that copy. I'll let you borrow the DVD. How about that? Okay, For, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I'll let you borrow the DVD copy. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But yes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um Quentin Tarantino's ninth film. Um love it. It's one of the best of last year also got two Bong Joon-ho films. Bong Joon-ho, he's the uh, director of that of my favorite film of 2019, Parasite. Um, his 2006 film, The Host, and his 2009 film, Mother. Uh, these two dope films, man. He I feel al- like I've heard of Mother. No, yeah, I haven't. Um, no, I'm looking at it. Yeah, uh, these are two dope films right here. Uh, the Host is like the is a very interesting monster movie. And The Mother is about this um, this mother who will stop at nothing to prove her son's innocence who was uh, accused of murder. Uh, really interesting movies right there, especially if you're a fan of Bong Joon-ho's other work like Snowpiercer and Okja as well. Um, I also got uh, The Good, Bad and the Weird, an uh, uh, interesting uh, South Korean Western comedy.
1: Sounds like a trip to your house. Yeah,
2: pretty much, yeah, <laughs>
0: that's, a, that's a good description. Um, I've wanted to see this for years. Um, I saw this at Time Capsule, it was like th- like three bucks. Really? Yeah, I was like, nah. yikes. Yep, Yoink. I'll pick it up. I've been curious about it, so I'll have and check this out. And last but not least, uh, one of my favorite action films of the 90s, Point Break. <laughs> yes. Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, R.I.P., the late, great uh, Patrick Swayze. Roadhouse. Roadhouse, Ghost.
1: Uh, oh, you don't get the family, guys.
0: Oh, yeah. Roadhouse. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Peter Griffin. Yep. Yeah. Kicking, <laughs> Kicking peach. Yeah, I
1: don't know. Every time I hear it, Patrick Swayze, you just gotta go Roadhouse.
0: Yeah, uh, Point Break. Point Break. Have you seen Point Break, the original?
1: Probably like once when I was mm. a kid. I... It's
0: it's it still holds up. It's still really good, man. Um, you know, Keanu Reeves as FBI agent Johnny Utah. I mean, that's an awesome action a name for an action hero. Are you saying the FBI is gonna pay me to surf? Yeah, it's it's so good. I know the high. I know Natasha is not a Keanu Reeves fan for, for one, for some reason or another, it baffles my mind, but I'm telling you, you point break. She ain't gonna watch it. That's that's okay. Um, <laughs> directed by, uh, the great Catherine Bigelow who directed, uh, the hurt locker zero dark 30 Detroit. Uh, I love this film.
1: Any relation to Bam
0: Bam? No relation to Bam Bam Bigelow. Okay. Yeah. In there. Yeah. I know. Yeah, wrestling reference, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I love this film. I mean, and how can you not love also Gary Busey? He's in it too. So, <laughs> yeah, he's in it. Does the teeth he, take up half the damn screen. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, nope. he, Gary Busey. Yeah, he plays uh Keanu Reeves' uh, partner in it. So, yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of like action movies and surfing and FBI agents, Point Break is your film's one of the definitive action movies of the early '90s. And I heard that the re- heard there was a remake that came out a couple years ago, but I heard that was garbage. Usually, how it goes. Yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah, that was pretty much uh, it on my end. You went through that pretty fast. Yeah, yeah.
1: I got a shit ton. I mean, I <laughs> like I bought a shit ton of um, trade paperbacks from my recent trip to Rhode Island Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And I finally had the chance to say, you know what, let me just, I put my Stanley book on hold, mm-hmm. which I started reading again. And I'm just yeah. like, why did I put this damn thing on hold? Like, I was like, this shit is so interesting. Yeah. But anyways, so one of the I didn't bring it with me. One of the books that I saw I read was um Jessica Jones' Purple Daughter that came out. It was actually an original uh, Marvel digital only, mm-hmm. but they end up they end up releasing in a physical copy. Okay. Okay, it was uh written by uh Kelly Thompson, art by Matea DeLu De Lulis. Mm-hmm. I know I, I know I butchered it and I'm sorry. But it's about it's about um, Jessica and Luke Cage's daughter Daniel. She actually comes home with purple
0: skin. Oh shit!
1: Yeah, and Jessica is just forced to question everything from her time with um, Purple Man or
0: Kilgrave. Mm-hmm.
1: I Kilgrave the name better.
0: Kilgrave. I yeah. mean, I mean it's a little on the nose, but I mean it gets a gets the point across. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but it, yeah, but he's forced to like she's forced to like question everything like from her time with him. And then his, her marriage with Luke Cage starts coming into question. And it's like written in true Jessica Jones fashion. The art is great. You yeah, I I actually highly recommend that you watch it, that you uh, read that one. OK. Now, also, I picked up the Daughters of the Dragon Deep Cuts. Now, it was written by Jed McKay and art by uh, Travel Foreman. That's actually his name, Travel Foreman. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, and it's actually a compilation of three different stories: Bunkaru, old weapons, and um, holiday. Bunkaru, as you know, they're on a trip. Jessica and Misty, they pick up these two kids, and they were on their way to this house, this strange house that they keep hearing that kids were like disappearing from. Mm -hmm. God, that sounds creepy. And (laughs) yeah, and then it turns out it was uh, they go to investigate it and. It's like this mystical being who was actually like taking kids and like kind of making them zombies and something it's a little odd story, but it was like nice little fun read um old weapons was basically just a little hit j uh hitman hit job that they had, mm-hmm. and then holiday is when they actually go on a trip and then they're becoming brainwashed
2: mm-hmm.
1: and Colleen was the only one who really who really wasn't getting it yeah. and then she had to re- and then she had she had to ref- rescue misty from whatever what from what it was that was uh brainwashing everybody mm-hmm. um so yeah, it was a nice fun read and it was in you know colleen and misty they kind of stole the show in the um in the marvel netflix series
0: yeah
1: and they show hints of that so it was like a little, hmm, daughters of the dragon let's see what they are up to let's see what they got let's see what they are up to mm-hmm. and it was a cool nice little street level um read okay so yes. yeah, I would say to, I would say to check that out. Uh, Doctor Strange's Damnation, which was also an original Mar- uh, Marvel Digital, and that was written by various artists and writers. I think it was like an eight-part series. It was like a six-part series. Mm-hmm. And what it's about is Doctor Strange raises up raises up Las Vegas from its destruction following the events of the Secret Empire series, mm-hmm. and then he ends up opening up the doors of hell and releases Mephisto. Ooh. Yeah, so Mephisto actually takes claim to Vegas, and it's up to Doctor Strange, Wong, and a host of other uh, other heroes mm-hmm. to stop Mephisto. Okay. All right, and then as I was as I mentioned earlier, I um, picked up the Spider Man Noir collection. Mm-hmm. So it's just an interesting. T- it's just like the Luke Cage Noir Noir. We it's like an interesting take of what if everything in the Marvel Universe took place like during the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. in the 30s and that, and that's exactly what it is four different there's like four different stories mm-hmm. yeah I re- only read like the first two I didn't really need to read the other ones because they kind of were pieces from other stories Yeah. so it's like alright I can't I don't have that beginning and end and I was like alright the first two completed I read those mm-hmm. so um, also written by various artists and, uh, and writers and in the dark days of the great depression the young Peter Parker was actually bit by a cursed spider Okay. Instead of radioactive, and then he ended up um fighting villains just like the the Goblin and Harry Osborn is the Goblin and he's actually mm. like a mob crime boss. Mm. Chameleon is actually a freak was um part of a circus freak show mm-hmm. and he was able to mold his face to whatever he wanted. Craven was like a lion tamer. Mm. Um, Doc Ock, Doc, Ock, he's actually in it, but he actually plays another scientist who was actually crippled. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm using a very political, you know, wrong term. Um,
0: crippled? <laughs> I mean, I mean, still it was
1: common back right then. Yeah. But um, he actually functions with four other with four other limbs, mm-hmm. so to give that Doctor Octavius effect. And it was like mm-hmm. a very and various others too. Felicia Hardy runs a runs a club called the Black Cat. Of course. Yeah, my, you know Aunt May, Mary Jane's in it. Um, Uncle Ben dies horrifically. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but by, by like you're a tasty.
0: Okay, like gets shot up. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> okay.
1: All right, my, the vulture kills him.
0: Oh. Okay. By eating him. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Damn. Why are you smiling? <laughs> no, I mean that's just it's, it's creative and horrible uh, way to to kill Uncle Ben. I mean. Damn.
1: Yeah, and Ben and Ben Urich saw the whole thing, and Ben Urich actually takes in Peter Parker as like as, as like a mentee. Okay, as Peter Parker's becoming a um, as be, he's becoming a, a reporter.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's a
0: very it was a,
1: it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun to see. I couldn't read it in Nicolas Cage's voice because Peter mm. was like still young. Yeah, but it kind of still gets the 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 story across. Like I can see like if they do. Live action, if Nicolas Cage was involved, it would be like a much more seasoned mm. uh, Spider-Man noir. Yep. And another one that I actually brought, and I actually want you to read this one. Okay. And I wanted—I would love to hear your thoughts about it. It's called Fallen Sun, the Death of Superman. I mean, it's not
0: Superman. <laughs> Damn. I was
1: talking about that comic like a couple of days ago. <laughs> funny. The Death of Captain America it was okay. written by Jeff Loeb and the, and the art is by many different artists. Okay. Uh John Romito Jr being one of them. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the Civil War story arc where Captain America is actually dying and it explores the greed, the stages of grief from different um from the perspective of different Marvel heroes. So you actually mm-hmm. had one which was um the first one is Wolverine and he covers the denial phase. Okay. Uh the Avengers they deal with anger. Mhm. Uh, Captain America Which is AKA Hawkeye
2: mm-hmm. He
1: actually takes on The Captain America mantle For a little while. He deals with bargaining mm-hmm. Spider-Man Goes through depression mm-hmm. And it ends with Tony Stark With Iron Man With acceptance Oh, Interesting concept And man uh, Falcon delivers the
0: eulogy mm-hmm. Took me to church Okay I'm interested. I'm intrigued
1: I want you to read it, and I want to hear what you think. All
0: right. I will.
1: So then, oh, God, I got This is going to be a little bit of a roast session.
0: Oh, a roast. Yes, yeah,
1: so a little bit of a roast session because um, buddy of mine, you know, he's a comic book guy, an old school comic book guy. hmm And he says, you know, they actually made a What If comic because he's trying to collect all the What If series. hmm and one I picked up, he brought it up and it was, what if the gamma bomb the gamma Bomb spawned a thousand hulks, which was mm-hmm. written in 1995. Mm-hmm. It was written by Ian Edgerton and the art by Larry Strowman. So it starts in 1944 when the American scientists create a gamma bomb and they, instead of an atomic bomb and they bomb Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Mm-hmm. and that's what created a huge human race of spawns and Ben Urich it fast forwards to present day and Ben Urich is actually ex- interviewing Ben I mean Bruce Banner yeah and he's telling a story about okay this is what happened and this is what became of it mm-hmm. and Nick Fury after years of dealing with this he uh, oh, I have it right here he this is the cover
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know he just says, fuck it. I'm tired of these hulks. Mm-hmm. We're going to get the heroes together. And we're going to stop these motherfuckers. Okay. Now, here's the rose part. The art is so fucking horrible. <laughs> these hulks have Down syndrome. What?
0: <laughs> All right. All right. So.
1: Wait a minute. Look.
0: Okay, it's the cover. That's uh, the
1: cover. No,
0: no, no. I want to see a reaction. So just open like the first page.
1: First cover,
0: yeah. You'll see it. Just open. Huh? you Go. Is that the watcher? Yeah, that's the
1: watcher. The watcher always leads the. Um...
0: Wait, wait a second. Yeah,
1: okay. hey, hey, hey! I still like to take care of. Myself.
0: I, I, know. I was trying to like show the show the first page to people. This is this is pretty bad artwork. I mean, who did the artwork again? Larry Strowman. Yeah, this this artwork kind of reaches Turn to of one like, of the Hulks. Turn to one of the Hulks. It kind of reached like like one of the Oh my god, the, the there's like he has no nose, like no brow, the watcher. It just looks pretty bad. Wait, this is the Hulk?
1: That's a Hulk. A Hulk.
0: Okay. Is this okay. is this like the worst one? No. Alright. Let me see, let me keep let me no. keep turning the page. Wait, how come his eyes are far way Take far apart? You! Wait, okay, I, I'm gonna show the I'm gonna show the Yeah, show here. the people. Okay, this is a, a, a picture of the Hulk and for some reason like like he has a wide head, but his eyes are like way far apart. Like like one like one eye is like They're literally his, next to his ears. Next to his ears. And it's like there's all this space in between. In between his like before his nose and you'll never find blum 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 <laughs> a hairline like mine was uh, uh, all about the Benjamins. I uh, gotcha. I mean, yeah, th- these are. oh keep I, going. Okay, I, I know you can say it takes place in Hiroshima, but these hulks, man, it's not exactly a good. What the hell? <laughs> Wait a minute. I got a point. I got a point to. I got to I gotta, I gotta point this out to the people. Yeah. Yeah. What is this? Yes. What is this? Okay. Awful. Th- 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 there's another Awful. I I can't put words to what I'm pointing pointing at. So if you're listening to this, the audio version, just watch the au- uh, the video version of this episode and see what I'm pointing at specifically. This is just horrible artwork. Yes, it is. I thought I've seen some pretty bad artwork in my time. This
1: Yep. Yep. I think this got it.
0: Wow, this this is up there. <laughs>
1: and for That's sort of, ever I mean that's um Thunderbolt Ross.
0: Th- that's supposed to be Thunderbolt Ross. That's still Ro- supposed to be Thunderbolt Ross. Okay, it's like it's like every single character in this comic has like the same face. Yeah. It's like it's like one face. It's like one man, 1000 faces. And I don't I don't know if that was like the unintended concept. Yeah, this is
1: this comic is my burial of the week.
0: Yeah, this is a burial of the week worthy comic if there ever was one. I mean goodness gracious. That
1: Bought it for two bucks. I,
0: I, I think I think you were robbed by a dollar ninety nine. <laughs> That's some pretty bad artwork, right there, right, Carl? Gosh, I mean, wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Also, this Marvel was
1: incoming, this was actually well intriguing. And the artwork, I promise you, is so much better.
0: Okay. The fu- okay. The future begins here.
1: Yes, this book actually—I kind of have to go into the app. Written by Jason Aaron and a oh, shit ton of writers. Jonathan Hickman's part of it. Greg Pack, Dan Slott, Donny Cates, Ed Brisson, Salad and Ahmed. Um, so many and so many artists. So I'm actually going to go by, um, I'm going to read off the summary that's on the Marvel app right now is, and it says one will unite them. A mysterious murder brings together the heroes of the Marvel universe in search of a, a search of a killer, but no one can imagine where the trail will lead or how it will affect everything in 2020 and beyond. Who is the victim and who is the assailant? The closing chapter to Marvel's 80th year, which will connect the dots of Everything that happened in 2019 and propelled the narrative into the years, into the year that is to come, featuring the Avengers, Fantastic Four, X Men, Guardians of the Galaxy, Daredevil, Spider Man, The Champions, The Agents of Atlas, Valkyrie, The Immortal Hulk, Jessica Jones, Venom, Ghost Rider, and the Mass Raider, and more.
0: Mm. It's a jam-packed roster right there. It, it
1: is, and it seems like it's it's very intriguing. Okay. It's very intriguing. This is actually probably gonna be like my, my next uh, big series that I'm gonna collect. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I'm only gonna collect like the main series. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And then this actually, this little cool. Oh god, this thing is ugly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just the end, which is a. Um... Actually, I freaking love this cover. Amazing. Right. Written by Saladin Ahmed and Ahmed, uh, mm. and the artist by Damian Scott. And his humanity makes his last stand in the only place strong enough to survive, Brooklyn. Mm. Old Man Miles. Okay.
0: <laughs> Old Man Miles. <laughs> man- leads
1: the last bastion of civilization into the future. Okay. Nice little one shot, but it has an interesting turn. Hmm.
0: Yeah, old man Miles Morales. Old man Miles
1: Morales. Oh, I,
0: okay. mean, I mean, I've noticed Marvel's gotten into that old man phase with different characters, not just Logan. Yeah, I
1: just finished uh, Old Man Quill. Okay. Yeah, that was only like a twelve part series. Hmm. No, eleven. It was like eleven or twelve.
0: Okay. Oh, interesting. I wonder if they, if, I wonder if Marvel would make like old man adaptations on film or TV. I mean, I mean, it's an idea.
1: Logan was kind of based on old man Logan.
0: Yeah, it was based. It was based in part like elements. Yeah, yeah, and and you know Disney doesn't have the balls to make something like that.
1: They're going for they're going forth with Deadpool
0: three. I've heard about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and the and Disney are, they're going to keep it rated R.
0: We'll see, we'll see. I mean, because I know Once Upon a Deadpool was like their test run for a PG thirteen version of Deadpool. Yeah, I
1: could have brought that to work and had my clients watch it. Nope, I was bold enough and had them (laughs) and made them watch the regular one.
0: (laughs) I mean, would you get in trouble for that?
1: If I get caught with, you know, the part with the titties I get caught with. But I just kind of skip to the next scene. I just, whatever.
0: There goes Carl corrupting his clients.
1: Trust me, these clients <laughs> been corrupted way before I came into their came into their lives. Way before,
2: indeed.
1: Um, I was also in. Okay, I mentioned my. Um, we talked about take over Blackpool 2. Um, Brian and I booking the Royal Rumble, which you can find on uh YouTube. And if you do find it, tweet it to Bully Ray because I we would I really need to I really would love to hear his thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Um. Just the the other day it was actually released today. I was on an episode I was on another episode of Wrestling is Trash. Ah, with uh... with B Rob and uh Staff now Staff Sergeant, Nick mm-hmm. Anacelli. We was talking the um we was talking about the upcoming Rumble, our thoughts, how we would all different scenarios and how we would book it. Mm-hmm. How I would book it and then their thoughts on it. It was a very intriguing conversation. I think you would I think you guys will enjoy it. Mm. So yeah. Download that, check it out. And then today was that was released. Uh Chris Van Vliet had a nice sit down interview with David Benoit, the son mm. of Chris ben, Chris Benoit. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's so insane. Like it, it's literally scary just watching him. Yeah, and listening to him talk, and he's just a spinning image of his father.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, should, you played a little clip uh, before we started the podcast, and it's just scary how uncanny, like the resemblances between David Benoit and his father, and even down to like the way he speaks, like his cadence. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like looking at a young Chris Benoit. Yeah, yeah. It's wow. Like I, I remember, I remember, I was reading a tweet earlier. In fact, and uh, Solomonster, uh, Monster mm-hmm. from, from Sal Monster Sounds Off, uh, he he tweeted that um, that it was a good interview, but he also said that like David Benoit uh, wanting to get into wrestling is a fantasy, because like I guess like the sentiment was that like people aren't going to get past like who his father is and the fact that he looks so much like him.
1: Yeah, it's not he li- he has to. I think this was a good way to start it by doing an interview and actually coming out explaining his side of the story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's probably going to have to do, you know, do more on much grander scales. Yeah. Um I know for a fact WWE will not take a chance on him. Uh they 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 can't. they just can't. Yeah. But he really had there was actually one time um he was banned from going to WWE events. Oh really? Yeah. Cuz he showed up to a WWE event mm-hmm. in an AEW shirt. Oh. And they were just like eh, they thought Chris bought Chris um Chris with Jericho bought it for him, mm-hmm. but and he's like very good friends with Jericho. But everybody still treats one thing I can say about W they got they got that whole thing squared away, mm-hmm. so he's like welcomed everywhere. Okay, that's good. But um he just he really didn't say nothing bad about anybody. Mm-hmm. Like the WWE still treats him with the utmost respect. Like when he goes there, and he say like, honestly, the first thing the First person that I always, ever since he was a little kid, mm-hmm. the first person he always made sure he gave a hug to was Stephanie McMahon. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they're just like, yo, yeah, Stephanie, just, they just, people have never really heard anything bad about her. Like, mm. people say, like, she's probably one of the nicest people you ever meet.
0: Mm. Wow. That's interesting. It's so interesting how Stephanie McMahon can, can have that reputation, but yet plays such an awful character on TV.
1: She gets it from her father. Yeah, I've met Vince Vince is probably out of like all the wrestlers probably one of the nicest people I've ever met well
0: I mean I mean not not to discredit what you're saying but I'm sure it's, I'm pretty sure it's way different for somebody who works with him on a regular basis just, just that's a, just putting that out there. it out it, it depends it, it
1: depends on what your relationship you know what your relationship is because like mm. people who do I've heard in interviews people have like talked good about Vince but you know, hey, what's up, Dominique? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, I've heard good I've heard different things. It's all about the, you know, the work and relationship, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you hear Vince do like stuff about like people do like the crazy outlet. Like he left WrestleMania 30.
0: hmm Yep.
1: With the Undertaker to the hospital.
0: Yeah, I heard about like, that.
1: Like he left his greatest creation. Mm-hmm. To watch his other, to make sure that Mark Calloway, the man, was okay. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah, not too many bosses would do that.
0: Nah, they'd be like, "Damn, take a nice pack and walk it off."
1: (laughs) That or just like, "All right, take some sick time, deal with you you know, Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: gotta handle this." But no, he left to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean Undertaker, he's a he's an institution. So yeah, yeah. But that's what I've been up to. Okay. So I'll definitely check out that that interview for oh sure. My
1: God, please do, and oh. I really want to. I really want to hear your thoughts.
0: Yeah. Oh, and and also speaking of wrestling, uh, th- uh, thanks for that. Uh, showing that um link for that Sputnik Monroe YouTube video. That was really cool. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. I'm like, he should get in the Hall of Fame. Now I looked. I'm like, he's in.
0: Oh, he's in. Oh, I want legacy. To, like legacy. Okay. Oh, huh, interesting. I mean, I would like to see like a. Like, his, his life sounds like something that you would see, like, for a movie. So, what was so interesting
1: about that, because I'm a huge fan of, um, as I mentioned on the show before, I'm a huge fan of something to wrestle with Bruce Prichard. Mm-hmm. They were doing a Jimmy Hart episode, and then because he was talking about the, you know, when Jimmy Hart spent some time in the Memphis Territory, yeah. that's where that story came up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I am I was so intrigued by it that I had to tweet Conrad and Bruce and saying, yo, thanks for that history lesson. Mm-hmm. I need to know, know more about it.
2: Yep.
1: And... Conrad liked it, and it just blew up from then, Mm -hmm. from there, to the point where Eric Bischoff tweeted me.
0: Mm -hmm. I did see that, and he
1: was, and he said I actually pitched to work on something for to work on like a movie or a documentary on Sputnik.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that's crazy. I mean that that would that would be a really cool movie to see. Oh, it definitely would. Yeah, I would definitely pay to see that.
1: Yeah, because guy like grew up. He grew up around black people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, then the inroads that he made for for black wrestlers and yeah, yeah that's some that's something I never knew about until you sh- showed us the video on uh, yeah. the chat. Yeah, and
1: then if you watch the second you finish, watch, well, you watch that. Yeah, check out the table for three with Mark Henry, D'Lo Brown, and the Godfather.
0: Oh, uh, the Nation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was good. Okay
1: That was really Really
0: good Okay Table for three With the nation
1: It's only a half hour Of your time
0: Yeah
1: So what you got now
0: Uh Well Uh We can talk a bit about Uh uh, Some of our Top fives Of last year As well as our Top Five things we're looking forward to In 2020
1: Okay Um I'm gonna wing the I'm gonna wing this one Uh Let me see Twenty nineteen boom. Twenty nineteen so, video game releases. I'll actually start.
0: Okay. So uh so favorite video games of should we should we do it last year or or the decade as a whole? Oh we
1: can just do it last
0: year. Last year.
1: You pretty much cover you covered a lot of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you if you go on the uh face Codex Prime Facebook, you can see my decade favorite lists in various categories that I've posted. Um
1: you know what? I'm gonna put. I'm putting the video games together. Okay. So you go ahead and.
0: Um, let me see. Well, I don't. I don't have. Well, let's see. I have. Uh, I can do. I can do five video games that I've played last year. Uh, of course, a couple won't be 2019 releases, but just games that I've played for the first time. Um, what my favorite game of of last year, 2019, definitely goes out to Resident Evil 2. Yep. The remake. I mean, that's definitely far and away. Um, probably the best remake I've played uh, of, of, of any video game um, in, in all my years of, of gaming. Uh, Res- the Resident Evil 2 remake is is an excellent example of how you, you could take a classic game and make it even better. Like just, just uh, combining the game engine of Resident Evil 7 with like the third person perspective of Resident Evil 4, 5 and 6. And then actually creating uh, analog controls. Uh, so you can actually have like genuine like 3d controls for your character it's like the best of both worlds or best of all worlds rather um it's genuinely scary as well so when you're playing as either leon or claire and you see mr x you'll... fuck
1: mr x <laughs> oh, fuck shit. him oh my god okay mm-hmm. i use that i used that that dlc
0: yep To so, to unlock all the infinite weapons he will
1: not die
0: he he doesn't die. You can stop him with the rocket launcher or any of the infinite and then weapons. And
1: second, I turn around, yeah. he's right there.
0: Yeah, and like, cause, it, and, and you know, big ups to the sound, the sound design of this game because, like, it, you can be like in in a whole other room and you can hear Mister X's heavy footsteps, like just thudding through the police station, and it's some scary shit. Especially like if you're not playing with infinite weapons and you've got like low ammo. Oh shit, man. Yeah, fuck and, and then you got and you got you got you, you have to grab that key item, but you know that if you grab that key item, Mr. X will be right there
1: and he doesn't move slow like he did the last in back in the day.
0: oh no, he power walks, especially if you play on hardcore like it's like he's basically like doing a light jog <laughs> that's how fast he's moving. But yeah, Resident Evil 2, definitely my favorite game of last year. Um, also, my, my favorite remake of any game. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the Resident Evil 3 remake, which is coming out this year. So, big ups to Capcom for that.
2: Um,
1: Crash Team Racing is so much fun. Okay. Yeah, me, me and my girls' daughters, we play it a lot. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty. Oh, I suck so much in that game, but it's <laughs> so much fun. And I'm literally just going by. I'm like, did I really buy that many games? I'm pretty sure I did. I mm. bought like a shit ton of games, but a lot of them were old. Um, mobile games, Mario Kart World. Okay, that that's been a lot of fun for us. For me. At least, like, I still play. I at least get a race in, like, once a day. Mm -hmm. And, as far as I'm trying to get. Damn. I don't even think I can do any, like, top five. So, I was not prepared for this (laughs) at all.
0: Um, What about uh, Death Stranding?
1: Oh, what the hell was wrong with me? Yes. (laughs) That
0: was a late entry for
1: Yes, I love that game. I still got a... I kind of took a break from it.
0: Yeah. It's worth finishing. You finished it? I did.
1: Get the fuck goddamn. <laughs> I want you to play Sekiro.
0: You know uh, I want you yeah, play it. I mean, if uh if it's on sale, I'll pick it up. I heard it was so good, but it was so hard. Yeah.
1: That yeah. I honestly I'm like, "You know what? They could do it." I mean, it's a challenge game, Vic. I
0: know. Like I heard it's harder even 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 by From Software standards it's hard because um, like because like like I, like I mentioned before in the podcast like i'm not i'm not too good with parrying attacks mm-hmm. like i'm good with blocking and dodging but like when it comes to like parrying where you have to like hit like the block button at the very last possible second before your character gets hit so you can like deflect an attack and like and like like have an opening to attack your opponent i'm not too good with the timing when it comes to parrying that's why i kind of i've kind of shied away from Sekiro, but i am curious like if it, if it goes on sale at some point i'll pick it up Mortal Kombat 11 What the hell is wrong with me There you go With the With the excellent voice acting Of Ronda Rousey Yep <laughs> And by excellent I mean terrible
1: Yeah shit is awful I I I'm i, just, I love, I'm, a motor, I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan Oh yeah And I love, Oh my god I play against I play against my girl's nephew And she's like Why can't I beat you Cause I'm like Cause I'm a veteran son
0: <laughs> And you can't give him an inch They gotta learn Yeah See you know He's
1: learning he loves using Sha- using uh shower con okay
0: and um and i've, and I've heard of in the mortal Kombat 11 it's like you play as like the kids of the old mortal Kombat characters like the son of um was it or is it the daughter of like
1: daughter um, of jacks is one of them jacks cassie cage is yeah.
0: johnny cage and sonya's daughter mm-hmm. that's kind of it okay yeah that's it. Hmm, interesting yeah i mean i mean the, uh, i will say that the mortal Kombat games do look fun um, I, I what was the last one I played? Did I? I, I know I played Mortal Kombat X. Um, we we had like a couple of matches, and I think I played Mortal Kombat Nine, and that's as far as I went. I haven't played XL or Eleven.
1: XL is pretty much X. Mm. Yeah, just or <laughs> Yeah, trust me, you played X. If you played X, you played XL.
0: Oh yeah, okay. So XL is kind of like XL is the...
1: like the complete version.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. All
1: right. Cool. Cool. Let us see. Want to go to movies?
0: uh yeah we'll go to movies oh also real quick um bloodstained ritual of the night i just came across that yeah really cool uh castlevania-esque uh castle metroidvania game so if you want your castlevania fix play bloodstained ritual of the night it's on the ps4 but yes uh movies oh man so many great movies that came out last year um i will say that uh I, I did. I did post my top twelve favorites as well as honorable mentions, but I'll mention a few. Few of them. Uh, one of my favorite, my, my absolute favorite film of 2019, like I mentioned earlier, is Parasite, uh, directed by Bong Joon Ho. Uh, that is an outstanding film. I love the theme of uh, of like rich versus poor, the privileged versus uh, the disenfranchised. I loved the, the the cinematography of like the look of like the stately, like like artistic like minimalist um mansion basically that of that the rich family occupies versus like the dingy uh basement um urine soaked basement that the poor family lives in um it, it's and also the performances particularly by Song Kang Ho who plays up the patriarch of the poor family it, it's it's such a it's such an excellent film in terms of writing in terms of its themes it's its exploration, exploration of class and privilege and capitalism Man, like if you haven't seen Parasite, please go out of your way to see it. It's still playing in theaters and there are some screenings left. I know that the Blu-ray's coming out in a couple of weeks. So, man, you got to check it out. Uh, I will say even though I even though I'm not watching the Oscars, I will say that the Academy did the right thing by nominating it for Best Picture. All right. So what you got for movies?
1: All right, uh, I'm gonna just read mine's down. Okay. So. All right. Um, like I said, I'm winging it. <laughs> that's all right. Okay. Number one's Endgame.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: You just that that's just that's just beauty and stuff. I've like I said, I watched it once when Disney Plus came out to get that to try to find that extra scene
0: mm-hmm.
1: with Tony Stark and, his, and Morgan Stark uh, growing up. Yeah. I didn't know that you had to go into the select, into the um, options of the movie, inside the movie. Mm-hmm. So I watched the whole thing. Yeah. And it's still fucking good. It is. I still had that same joy when I first
0: watched it. Yeah.
1: I'm going to give it up and say Joker.
0: Okay. Joker, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I'm sorry. Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jordan Peele, Lupita Nyongo. Amazing.
1: One that I actually just watched recently glass oh yeah sam
0: jackson bruce willis uh james yeah. Ackerboy.
1: yeah glass was enjoyable and mm-hmm. spider-man far from home was just fun it was
0: yeah uh jake gyllenhaal as mysterio
1: yeah aka cm punk
0: yeah
1: <laughs> he looks like him i mean he could play cm punk in a movie definitely
0: just shave his head yep yep yeah, well could... even
1: if he grows it hmm. like in prince of persia
0: oh yeah prince of persia less said about that movie
1: I don't see
0: it. I mean, it's based on a video game, so I mean. The...
1: Yeah, you know, that's already like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What you got next?
0: Um, let me see. For movies, uh, uh, f- uh, four more recommendations. Definitely check out The Irishman. Uh, it's, it's on Netflix. Uh, it's, it's a good movie. And John Haponic, I, I saw your text about The Irishman. No, it is not The Wolf of Wall Street. That's such a weird take, John. The Irishman, what? Because it's based on a true story. Because it's a biopic. Is that that's the that's a really loose connection anyway. I mean, The Irishman. It's it's definitely one of Martin Scorsese's uh, late masterpieces, in my opinion. Check that out. Um, Uncut Gems. Adam Sandler's best movie in years since Punch Drunk Love. Um, I want to see more of this Adam Sandler and less of the mouth breather movies that he's made his career on for so many years. Um, you know, I mean, I mean. I mean, well, I mean, I I think I read somewhere that Adam Sandler said that uh if he doesn't get nominated, he's going to double down on the bad movies that he's made. So I guess we can expect Big Granddaddy in the future, I guess, you know, or, or something like that because, you know, yeah, Big Daddy was trash. Uh we also have um Daddy was funny. Uh yeah, it, it was funny, but then again, yeah, I was about 14, 15, so what did I know? Um oh, The Lighthouse the Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. uh oh, excellent movie. Especially Willem Dafoe's uh, monologue that in which he curses Robert Pattinson for insulting his lobster. Never insult another man's lobster. Uh, oh,
1: that's the one he said he wants to fuck it?
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, also, uh, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Love that movie. Um, it just, Just a beautiful movie. And also, The Farewell. Uh, directed by lulu wang uh, starring aquafina excellent movie should have been nominated in a and shame on the academy so yeah uh that's pretty much it um what's some what's the word some other uh top fives of 2019 how about uh wrestling matches
1: i'm going through those right now okay
0: uh, so we, we can get, get into some of our favorite wrestling matches of 2019. Um, my favorite match, and this was a hard list to, it to is. make, because 2019 was a dope year for wrestling. Uh, it's the best time to be a fan. I swear to God, it is. It really is the best time to be a fan, and of all the matches I I, I picked, um, and this was a, this is really this was really narrow. Um, but I, and I don't believe in ties for the number one, so like. My favorite match of 2019 by a very very slim margin was Walter versus Tyler Bate at e- NXT UK Takeover Cardiff last August for the WWE UK Championship. Uh, that match was like 40 42 minutes long, but damn it, it was one hell of a contest. You cannot say that Tyler Bate is not a main event star. Like this dude, you can put the rocket ship on him on him in any promotion and 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 he'll deserve it, man. This dude is like out of this world good and walter just like an imposing figure of a champion um if 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 you want to see professional wrestling british strong style at its finest check out that match which uh which is from last august um oh also another another favorite you can pick any one of any one of the three but my favorite is johnny gargano is adam cole yep. baby Yep, versus Adam Cole. NXT TakeOver New York from April 5th. That was their first match for the vacant NXT Championship, which was vacated by Tommaso Ciampa due to injury. It was a two out of three falls match. This was a great match uh, for many reasons. But seeing just seeing Johnny Gargano finally win the NXT Championship and becoming the first ever NXT Grand Slam champion, that was dope. That was like the cherry on top to his Cinderella story. But it's also even even better, in my opinion, seeing Adam Cole hold the belt with the Undisputed Era. Okay,
1: here goes my... Oh, I got my five. Oh, your five? Yeah. Okay. Number one, Cody versus Dustin at Double or Nothing.
0: Yes, that was on my list too.
1: Number two, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano, NXT TakeOver New York. Mm -hmm. Number three, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 35.
0: Oh yeah, favorite moment of the year.
1: Number four, Walter versus Tyler Bate. Yep. And number five, Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne. Mmm. Survivor Series.
0: Yeah, that was a really good match. Um, And also, I'll mention two other uh, favorites uh, in my top five. Uh, two Will Ospreay matches. Uh, Will Ospreay was... A, I mean, <laughs> so, Will, Will Ospreay is like one of the biggest MVPs of of, uh, of last year in wrestling. Definitely the MVP of New Japan, in my opinion. Um. Will Osprey versus Dragon Lee, now known as Ryu Lee, uh from N- from New Japan's Dominion uh show from June 9th for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, that match was fire. Um if you're a fan of Will Osprey and Ryu Lee, this is the match to see from both men. Uh, Will Osprey finally winning the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship in one hell of a contest, like pretty much like my favorite New Japan match of last year, and that also goes next to my favorite, my second favorite New Japan match of last year, which was Will Osprey versus Shingo Takagi uh, in the in the finals of the New Japan Best of the Super Juniors tournament, which took place on June fifth. That was dope and seeing Shingo Takagi who at the time was undefeated in the cruiserweight division uh facing off against Will Osprey man i was so impressed i was like yo this is this is why i subscribe to new japan world so yeah those two matches right there Osprey versus Dragon or Ryo Lee, Osprey versus Shingo Takagi see those matches as soon as you can
1: hmm. i can't think of anything
0: else uh for other top 5s um, how about top five? Uh, let me see. Looking through, looking through. I was going to say albums, but, you know. I haven't really listened to much. Before. I've
1: been most, yeah. more. I DJ, I've been focused on more singles. Yeah. Than, like, four albums. Like, it's been a while since I listened to the.
0: Hmm. Um, let's see. We got video games. Codex plus... Moments. <laughs> Codex Moments. Uh...
1: Oh! Kyle, Ch- Kyle, Kyle. Sc- <laughs> Crashing, crashing this
0: episode. Oh yeah, when when Brian Lose is here talking about uh, Comic Con. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: unexpected. I knew the whole time. So. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: definitely my interview, my interviews with Christopher Priest and Don McGregor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I said, by the end of the day, I was just like, by the end of the weekend, I was like on a first name basis with them. Mm-hmm. And Don McGregor, he want he's ready to come back and actually finish what we started
0: hey we're all we're here we're for it um let me see uh, i'll say another another favorite uh a funny moment of uh last year was with uh the uwo when when kyle when kyle uh basically said that the scu versus uh strong hearts match from double or nothing sucked <laughs> i mean which which was inexplicable because like it was just just like Brian and I's reactions, we just looked in the camera like what's happening. That I mean, I actually play that moment every now and again, just just, just to get a good laugh.
1: There's a lot of stuff I play over. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um I interview our Chris Revel on the show was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun, yeah. And also
1: and big shout-outs to Kelvin, I ran into him a couple of times over the over our break. Mm-hmm. Um when we had the comic book draft.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the comic draft was dope. Man, that was fun. Yes. Yes. Um, let's see. Oh, Allison Blackwell, when she was on that the That was
1: fun, too. Yeah, she. she... Women love three things pumpkin spice, leggings, and murder. <laughs> <laughs> I went home. The very, like, yeah. My girl, she had on her leggings. Mm -hmm. the next day she went and got a pumpkin spice coffee two
0: out of three
1: and for the longest time of this year there was only one channel that she kept on the tv id
0: there's your murder (laughs) i
1: played that clip for her she was just like you know what (laughs) she's not lying
0: That's the trifecta right there
1: Pumpkin spice Leggings and murder Oh and you also gotta learn About the spirit foods too Spirit foods Spirit foods Whenever whenever your girl's Pissed off at you Mm -hmm. You gotta get it You gotta get it Spirit foods
0: Spirit foods What are these spirit foods You speak of Sushi
1: Mm Yeah Pizza Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Ice cream Yep Rosé As in wine Yep Iced coffee
0: Mhm. And tacos. Wow. Damn. You know, Monet loves all five of those. Told you, knew <laughs> it. That that you just hit the nail on the head. <laughs> the spirit foods never fails. They never do. Wow. So if you ever on punishment, there mm-hmm. you go. That's what's up. That's what's up. Of course, I'll never be on punishment because uh, you, know, you know. Can
1: we record the podcast at your house?
0: Let's talk, hey, hey, hey. Let's talk about our favorite matches. Let's talk about our favorite, well, actually not favorite, but uh, things that we're looking forward to the most in 2020. Okay. All right. <laughs> Segway.
1: One comic is the Fantastic Four X-Men collab- um, crossover coming up. Ah, yes. I saw it in the Marvel previews I yes, got there. We're freaking Franklin Richards is possibly, well, he he is a mutant. Mm. He has to pick which way he's got a side. Okay. Oh, that's going to be so good.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, human or mutant. Um, let me see. One thing I'm looking forward to uh, this year is the PlayStation 5. Yeah, man. PS5 coming out um, winter. Holiday season. Holiday season.
1: Second they say, yeah, put your pre- pre-orders in. I'm running to GameStop.
0: Hey, I mean, you know what? That's one thing I will agree on when it comes to pre-ordering uh, the PS Five. It also has a a, a 4K uh, UHD player built in, so all those U, UHD discs out there you can actually buy and boom, there you go. But of course, a, a TV is required to get the full experience. But um, yeah, the PS Five I'm definitely looking forward to a lot, and the Last of Us Part Two coming out this May. Fives. Means uh, I, I gotta finish the press. Yeah, the first one is so worth it. It's yeah. one of the one of the best games of the last decade, man. Bad um, Boys for Life.
1: <laughs> you gotta you gotta do the finish. You gotta finish.
0: I mean, it's coming out this month, I believe, right? This right, this weekend. This weekend. Man, I thought that was, that movie was in development hell for a while too. Yeah, it was. Um man, I mean, and Martin Lawrence, man, he's got he's gained some weight, dude. Yeah,
1: yeah. But you know what? I think that's gonna help the character. Because yeah. I think what it is he's trying to retire. Yeah. So I think yeah, I think that helps the character a lot.
0: Yeah. And was, uh-uh. It's been a while since we've seen Martin Lawrence in something yeah. enjoyable.
1: I'm willing to but I'm willing to bet that my rankings for the bad boys movies mm-hmm. will be two one three.
0: Two one three. Warren G. Yep. <laughs> I mean I knew that reference was gonna come up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean I mean I've seen let me see. I know I've seen the first Bad Boys, which was cool. Um, I haven't seen Bad Boys Two. Are you fucking serious? No, I haven't. I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing.
1: God, I gotta, I gotta let you borrow it. Um, like, there's a reason why that movie's always in syndication, yeah. especially with Reggie.
0: <laughs> Reggie, is he a... yep, just Reggie? That's all you got to Okay.
1: Watch the movie. You're gonna, Reg- gonna think. You're gonna thank me. It's gonna be on the level. It's an action packed, more action packed. Other guys.
0: Okay. I mean, other guys are hilarious too. Oh, God, I so love that movie so much. Oh, man, um, let me see. Uh, one thing that I'm looking forward to in 2020. Well, this is more of a more of a wish, more of a plea, if you will. Now that we've entered the third decade of the 21st century, I want to see you, Carl Bird, root for a new. NFL team not happening let the Cowboys go no I can't because let
1: me tell you something if I change teams then how did what different will I be from any of those bandwagon jumping Patriot fans I'd be just as fat bad as they will they
0: are it's not not happening not quite I mean it's not happening listen moving on when, when, when was the last when was the? yes Cowbo- i know
1: it was in the middle yes 95 i get
0: it but listen, it's not gonna happen it's it's been the last time the dallas cowboys won a super bowl championship this was i think before the playstation one made its debut okay in the US. and i yes okay.
1: i i know that but here's the thing to be a true fan you got to take the good with the bad and now that this could possibly be tom brady's last season
0: thank goodness
1: Let's. This is how you test those real cowboys, those real fans. Mm-hmm. My fan is not. My fandom is not tested. I take the good with the bad. I'm not leaving.
0: Whole it, lot of bad though.
1: I don't care. But the then bad, when it's bad. good, oh, it's gonna be great. We just got a new head coach, Jason Garrett. Coach Clap
0: is gone. Oh, good. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully y'all can step it up. Help is on the way. I mean, I, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna suggest to you, Carl. Like, it's not happening. Like. No. Pick, pick a. I will say this. Pick a new team that has that has won a Super Bowl this century. No. Except, except, except except the Patriots, of course. No, I'm not going to do it. So you can cheer for it. You can take your pick. You can cheer for the Ravens. Nope. You can cheer for the Saints. Nope. The Packers. Nope. The Giants. Nope. The Seahawks. Nope. The Eagles. Nope. Um. Who else? The the Steelers. Nope. Uh, The Buccaneers. Nope. The Rams. Nope. Wait. Did the Rams win? No, they won in 2000. The Colts. Nope. Damn man, come on man! No, I'm di- I'm I'm a diehard
1: Dallas Cowboys fan. I, I don't jump bandwagons. Not jumping bandwagons.
0: All right. I mean, like like I, s- I don't know, man. Wonder but- Woman eighty four. Oh, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Uh, but but I'll, I'm gonna say real quick is uh, I mean, don't be surprised. Like you know, ten years from now, you know, Chisel Ladonis is still gonna make those we them boys jokes. And the Cowboys have no sixth ring to their name.
1: I'm okay with it. It's All you right. gotta take the good with the bad. You just gotta. All right. Well, um I'm TV gonna fans don't know how to do that. Well but anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> new mutants coming up. What? The new mutants is actually gonna be released. Who The New Mutants movie. For real? <laughs> 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 they just finally put like, you let's just put it
0: out just so we can just lit it up I could have sworn was it like it was like either 2017 or 2018 that... the, the, the i'm pretty film. sure arison maurice was still on the show it, it it must have been like not too long after they left the podcast i'm pretty sure
1: i know i'm pretty sure they were still on the show or
0: probably shortly before they left wow that we was talking about this and we yeah. was
1: actually amped about it
0: yeah we were We were like oh my god an r-rated x-men themed film oh my goodness and they're just—they're just like, oh, we, you know what? I think that the, the, the New Mutants at this point is Mar—is Disney's tax write-off. Oh yeah, because <laughs> they, they gotta make some money off it. But yeah, uh, to rewind what you're saying, uh, Wonder Woman '84 coming out in June. I'm really looking 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 forward to that.
1: I'm looking forward to to, to the internals.
0: Eternals. Eternals uh, this November. Yeah,
1: right? I I read the, I I think I reviewed last episode that I read the graphic novel by Neil Gaiman. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, it's. Hmm. I'm like, I'm very interested to see how they do that. They changed a couple of characters around, but I mean, that's going to be great. Yeah. I and, think I, that's...
0: and I love Neil Gaiman's work too. So. Oh, he's, a, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, he's, because uh, he also did the Marvel 1602. Sit, yes. And that was really
0: good. You know, I, I would love to see like a, like a TV miniseries or like a film based on that. That would be a really interesting experiment.
1: I wouldn't take my chances with it. Like I can, I can kind of picture it, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm very skeptical on that hmm. one. It,
0: it's it's something different. Have you read Sixteen Oh Two?
1: Yeah, I reviewed it.
0: Yeah, um, like just even like a TV, TV miniseries. It's something different than what we usually see from the MCU. If
1: I do see it, I would like to see it animated. Mm. Animated would be fun.
0: Maybe, but I think it. I don't think it goes too far far enough but that's just my opinion but yeah um i will say uh wonder woman 84 uh definitely gonna, it's going to continue the streak of dc's good films um i i will say wonder woman isn't is more enjoyable than than many of the mcu films uh in my opinion uh also um you you you, you also I'm, I'm really curious to see how they, shut up Vic! i'm really curious to see how they explain uh oh, steve man. trevor's return um uh, because that's really gonna it's gonna be really interesting to see how they bring him back but yes, yes. okay thank you yes what bill you're seeing?
1: and Ted,
0: bill and ted 3 face the, music. face the music dude oh my god yes uh bill and ted 3 we didn't think it was gonna happen we thought it was a joke uh, made by the interwebs but no this is a real film and it is completed, I believe. And it was it is coming out this year. When is it coming out? Well, let's find out on the Google machine. So Bill and Ted Three Face the Music is coming out. Let me see, Bill and Ted three. It's coming out August twenty first, twenty twenty.
1: You know what else is coming out in August? What's that?
0: Bam! Coming to America too. Really?
1: I'm so scared.
0: I'm extremely skeptical. I'm so scared. I'm extremely skeptical about coming to America too. I mean, because the first one, as you know, is a classic. It's my all-time favorite movie. Hey, hey, I hey, no complaints here. My favorite Eddie Murphy movie of all time, as well. Infinitely quotable. Um, I mean, I, I will say that we have to judge Part Two on its own merits. Yes, yeah, you do, you do. You know, you do. and we got to we got to put Part One on the back burner. Just to see how par- how parts will fold. Um, but I think Coming to America 2, if I'm looking it up here, it's got, a, it's got an interesting uh, pedigree. It's directed by Craig Brewer, who directed Hustle and Flow and Dolomite is My Name.
1: I always thought um, hustle, hustle and Flow?
0: Yeah, Craig Brewer directed why it. I think
1: Chris Robinson directed that. I don't know why.
0: Nah, um, but Craig Brewer, he directed. Have you seen Dolomite is My Name on Netflix? I still haven't
1: had a chance to see it.
0: It's very good. It's very good, and Wesley Snipes is a riot in that movie too. <laughs> but yeah, it's got Craig Brewer, so it's his second collaboration with Eddie Murphy. Um, it's got Shari Headley, who hasn't aged a day, who's barely aged a day. Rather, she's coming back. Um, John Amos still li- still alive, still kicking. Um, Wesley Snipes coming back. James Earl Jones still ticking. Um, I'm interested. I'm interested. I will. I will see it, but like you said, with the Fifth Agreement, be skeptical. Mm-hmm. But, but listen. listen...
1: But yeah, I'm looking. Set after the events of the first film, former Prince Hakeem Joffy Hakeem Jaffer. Sometimes I just hear the word Joffy Jaffer. I just hear Joffy Jaffer and I just have to
0: laugh. Yeah.
1: It's set to become King of Zamunda when he discovers he has a son he never knew about in America, which is... How is that possible? Because... Yeah, was he sleeping
0: around? He didn't touch nobody! That's the thing, though. I mean, I think there's some... There's some... There's some shenanigans afoot.
1: Okay.
0: A street savvy
1: Queens native named Lavelle, mm-hmm. played by Jermaine Fowler, honoring his foil his royal father's James Earl Jones' dying wish. Oh Jesus, God, no! <sighs> oh. To groom his son as the crown prince, Akeem and Semi mm-hmm. set off to America once again.
0: Hmm. I think. I mean, uh, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe a, a, a couple of. I can't believe I'm saying theories for coming for coming to America's sequel, but maybe either it's A, it could be someone that's trying to scheme, trying to rip off uh, Prince Akeem, trying to pose as his son yeah. to get that royal money, or it could be Semi. He had a, like, a little side piece who's trying to claim the throne for himself.
1: Semi was trying to hoe at that time.
0: So. Yeah. So it could be kind of like, it could, it could kind of turn into like, you know, like a like an Eric Stevens Killmonger type deal. Yeah. You know? So I'm looking
1: at a Jameen Fowler... Leslie Jones is in it. Shari Headley, mm-hmm. Shari Headley, John Amos, Tracy Morgan, Wesley Snipes, James Earl Jones, Paul.
0: Oh, hi! Is back. Oh my God! 30. Please sing. I mean, I don't know what can top. She's your queen to be.
1: Randy Watts is gonna be back.
0: Yes, Jackson Hot's own <laughs> Mr. Randy Watson. I gotta
1: give yes. me. I gotta give me that shirt. That boy good. <laughs> the boy good. Mm. Vanessa Bell Callaway, she coming back as a mini as he. Louis Anderson's playing Maurice again. <laughs> <laughs> still working at whack on
0: At McDonald's? Is he on fries though? That's, that's
1: got, yeah. It's that middle level employee. He's got to be on fries. That's where
0: the big he bucks has come in. To
1: be on fries.
0: <laughs> Garcel Beauvais still
1: playing a Rose Bearer. <laughs> Morgan
0: Freeman, Linnell, Kiki. Oh, Kiki Lane from If Bill She Could Talk. Nice. Jamie
1: Tiana Taylor, Michael Black. Oh God, Michael Blackson. Oh God. You kind of gotta throw him in there. You motherfuckers. Yep. I can't get jiggy <laughs> with this shit. I gotta get going because tonight's yeah. the midseason premiere. Of this is us. Ah, okay. I'm still following my 90 day bullshit. Yeah, you are. Oh, quick okay. I'm gonna give you a quick um quick hypothetical. Okay. So, and this happened on the show. So your girlfriend who's american and mm-hmm. you come from the other country from another country right she brings you over here and now you guys are on the K1 visa you got 90 days to get married okay during for 30 of those days in the middle of those 90 days mm-hmm. i want to go to costa rica to 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 learn herbal medicine Mind you, she has like no doctorate or nothing. She's got basic ass degree from fucking Johnson and Wales in Providence.
0: Oh my god! Oh my god, we cry. I'm like I crossed paths with this
1: bitch, <laughs> possibly. It's not a good look. It's not. <laughs> oh god, she's little, this girl is literally the most hated person this
0: season. Oh great, Probably for the win.
1: So yeah, and she goes down there and she's like, she's just thotting it up and partying. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you handle that? Hmm. Remember, you're stuck here. You can't work. Mm-hmm. You're just stuck trying to fin- fix up a she shed because her and her mother's a bunch of hoarders.
0: Okay. Um, well, if I had any self respect, I would uh, assess the situation, I would have a talk with her, and I would pack my shit and move back to my country.
1: There we go. Yeah. And that's what we are praying for. Yeah. All right. Uh. Let me see question of the week name an actor that just does not get
0: enough respect Mm. oh that's a good question an actor who does not get enough respect Uh, damn that's a oh man I'm I'm gonna have to really think about this one um Cause I'm thinking about like some like workmen, workmen like or journeyman actors or actresses who've been around for like years, played role after role, but still haven't got quite to that top of success. First one that comes to mind. Who's that?
1: Well, I was just thinking this one, but he's gotten his like. Oh no, he did get a he did, he did get an Oscar. All right, never mind. Chewy, tired, Jeffy.
0: To which for. Thank you. Oh, he was Oscar nominated.
1: Nominated? He never won?
0: No, he never won an Oscar. Well, fuck that. He should have won that shit. Yeah.
1: Because you got to think back. Oh, yeah. Because I know he got some accolades for 12 Years a Slave. But God damn, dude. He was Victor Sweet. He was ghetto. <laughs> I never thought. Yeah. And then, like, he played um, one of Frank Lucas's brothers.
0: Yep. American Gangster. I love that movie so much. Damn good movie. Yeah. And then
1: he's Carl Mordo.
0: Mm-hmm. It's Doctor Strange.
1: And I'm just like, dude, like, he's been in so much stuff, and he's just like, yo, you never really get... I feel like you just don't really get the respect you're des- that you deserve. There then Jennifer Lewis.
0: Oh, yeah, Jennifer Everybody's
1: Lewis. got... She's everybody's mother.
0: Yeah, Jennifer Lewis, man. Like, she stays working. And she does. Yeah. Yeah, she's one of those actors, like, I, I, I think I saw, like, a... It was like a twitter hashtag it was called uh hashtag black famous i don't know if you've seen it but black famous is basically where you have like a black actress or actor who's famous among black audiences and they're really well known but for white audiences they've never heard of them mm-hmm. and it's so weird like like jennifer lewis being one of them um oh my gosh like like you can't name like any famous like black comedian that like we know but like for yeah. some reason white audiences like who's this person
1: like are you serious i know i know two white i know oh. two white people that only black people know, and white folks don't.
0: I'm thinking Gary Owen is one of them, right? That's one of them. Yep.
1: <laughs> and singer Tina Marie. Really? White folks don't know who Tina Marie is. Seriously? Yeah. Huh. Black folks do.
0: White folks don't. That is weird to me. I thought she was like a hugely popular in the 80s, I believe, right? Yeah. Huh. Huh. That's, well, that's, that is news oh, yeah. to me. Um, I would say an actor who doesn't get enough respect. I'm going to go with uh, Bokeem Woodbine yeah he was good yeah bokeem woodbine he's one of those actors like he he does like mostly like smaller like supporting roles but he's but he's very good and like he can easily lead his own movie but i don't think he's gotten enough of those opportunities i'm
1: you know he's in he's in the mcu
0: yeah he was a shocker shocker, right (laughs) yeah um like i i would like to see bokeem woodbine do more high-profile work i know he was in queen and slim like a like a little supporting uh cameo if mm-hmm. anything but to see him do more work where he could be like a he could be like a, a like keith stanfield yeah yeah i could see him like be at that level where like oh man he's getting more work hes just was awesome so yeah bokeem woodbine put some respect on his name he's all been right. around for years
1: okay all right you ready to wrap this up yeah I gotta speed.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah that's it uh that concludes our, our first episode of the decade for uh Codex Prime Podcast for first episode of 2020. Let's get this bread. In fact, let's get this whole bakery. Um, Carl, tell the people where they can find us.
1: Everywhere on your preferred streaming uh, service. Uh, Apple, just give us a five-star review. SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. You can also find uh, for us on, obviously, Facebook, yep. Twitter, Instagram. We there. Yeah,
0: pretty much everywhere, man. And uh, yeah, check us out. Uh, next week uh, on the Code of Spring podcast uh, at our usual time same Codex time same Codex channel thank you all so much for uh, chatting it up with us in a group chat Um, and we'll catch you on the flip peace out nerds
1: later